Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chidi Mari Podcast. This is uh, obviously you know who I am. Uh, this week, I am so excited to have our guest who we have a long-standing relationship. The way I like to say it is, she she keeps me out of jail. <laughs> she's she's my, at least so far she has. She's uh, our legal counsel for all the stuff that we do here at Impact Africa Network and and and, and all the other brands that we're building. So Kavere Mbeyor. 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 She has one of those. Um, uh, how do I describe it? One of those exotic last names like we all do in Africa. But the way you say yours is. I've never heard that one before. But um, yeah, super excited to have you here. Uh, the idea today, we're, we're staying on our professionals track. And, and the idea was to kind of have uh, somebody with a legal head to, to kind of come and share with us her experiences and teach us some of the things that, uh, that we should know as entrepreneurs. And, and that's the idea. So with that said, um, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do and how you end up doing what you do, that would be exciting. Um, I like to call myself a legal services um, solutions provider, okay. not just a lawyer. Lawyer is so dull. Uh, legal services yeah. solutions provider. I love it. Okay. Or rather legal solutions Good provider. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because um, our clients, when they walk through our door, they're not just looking for a legal solution, but they're looking for a solution that partly is legal mm. and some partly strategic mm-hmm. and partly social. So mm. that is why I call myself a legal solutions provider. Strategic. Okay, so <clears throat> that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> is this something that you evolved to in terms of understanding how to frame what you do? Is that an evolution? How, how did you arrive at this three-pronged kind of definition. I'll give you a small story. Stories are great. We love stories. <laughs> so, but, um, rewind to 2000 and, uh, 2001 when mm-hmm. I joined uh, campus. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, I was called to study law, but law was not my first choice. Mm. I always thought I'd be a doctor. Mm. You know? So you had the professions kind of... Yes, in boxes. Right. You're either going to become a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. Yeah, I need to know what I'm going to be doing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) From the job. So Um. we read Ben Carson's books and we were all going to become neurosurgeons. Okay, you and who? Your your peers. The the brainy ones. The brainy ones. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh So, um, which high school, by the way? Loreto. Loreto Campbell. Okay, yes. high school, good yes. school. Yeah, good school. Has it still re- re- retained its reputation? Cause it still retained its reputation, and uh, the networks that I formed there, we still, we still keep touch. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. clients are from there. You awesome, know. yeah. Yes, good network. the girls have grown into women, and <clears throat> women in good positions in society, so. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Good background. Yeah, I'd love to meet your network at some point. Yeah, yeah. anytime. I think women are doing amazing work in... Uh, in, in Kenya, in, in, in Nairobi, in the business landscape, I mean, it's it's just uh, very admirable. I, I'm a big fan of, of, the, of the women professionals, business owners in this ecosystem. Just excellent. Yes, so I was uh, good in math in school mm-hmm. and uh, still performed pretty well in sciences. So that's why I thought probably I should do something in engineering or med, med, med medicine. Mm-hmm. But that time, that was 1998, 
we had this system called uh, joint submissions. Joint submissions, we used to call it job. Mm-hmm. So depending on how you perform in your examinations, then they would simply slot yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So you have to pick four courses. Mm-hmm. Then whichever one that you would qualify for is the one that you would actually take. Mm-hmm. So it's very strange that you would have medicine as your first choice, and then you have law as your second choice. Interesting. Because they have yeah, like okay. completely yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, so weird how uh, the whole structure actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was not. It was not about the individual it was about these roles that need to be filled somehow it was not very weird okay Uh so the results came out and um, i was called to study law okay interesting not your first choice but here you are yes Mm -hmm. so i went to law school and law school was 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 amazing but which law school nairobi uh, Nairobi, university of nairobi okay yes but somewhere in between i felt uh, a little bored Mm. like i could be doing much more than just you know studying law. Mm. So I enrolled for CPA. Okay. Yes, CPA is <clears throat> Certified Public Accountant. Accountant. Yeah. So high achieving, like man, this law is not enough. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need more punishment. I need more homework. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're clearly very studious and driven individual. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I studied. So alongside my law degree. I also um, put your CPA. CPA. So when I when I was graduating, I was graduating as a lawyer and also as a certified public accountant. Interesting. And, and what kind of why 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 did you pick CPA as kind of like okay was it a strategic move or was it just like a hedge so like if, if this was, law thing doesn't work? The question was how do I enrich the law degree? Okay. How do I enrich it? Have you, did you have you because seen an example of that or did you how no, did you arrive? No, I hadn't that? seen an example of that. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. but um, I was exposed to CPA. CPA then back then was a hit. It was a big deal. It was yeah. a hit, and mm-hmm. everybody said it was very hard, and you know. So I thought, why not? You know, right. why not? Right. I could have done anything else, but I thought CPA would enrich <coughs> right. uh, my law degree mm-hmm. because you practice within a context. True. You know, we don't just uh, apply the legal principles in abstract. Right. right. So there has to be a context, and for me, the business context has always been exciting. Right. So I thought these two would, would be a good really go very well synergistically. together. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're the grounds for making an amazing CFO, Chief Financial Officer, right? Um, and and I can see how, because, you know, in my experience of working with different CFOs at different companies, there was always, we're always negotiating contracts, right, with our you know, partners or whatever. And he was the, the main, like, we, all, we always had a legal counsel who was kind of like, Escalation, or when you're going into real negotiations about this stuff, but he had to know his stuff around kind of like what was possible within the financial context around and the legal overlap. So it's quite interesting. So I con- I finish uh, campus with my law degree, with my CPA, mm-hmm. and then what next? Mm-hmm. We, we uh, lawyers have to go through a program called uh, privilege. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to a law firm and. Uh, Concluded uh, a year of pupilage, and then the next thing is to get a job. Mm. So not at the same law firm. They usually don't extend that. If you're interested, okay. uh, you can extend. I mean, if your master right. likes you and 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 he's called a master. Yes, your pupil master. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds because he is a professional. He right. is already practicing law. Right. He has years of experience, and okay. he's just getting started. Right. So he's a so master. So he's your master. He's 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 a uh, 
you teaching you master. how to become like him or her. <laughs> how about a mentor? Master just sounds so slave, slaverish. <laughs> because probably that's what it is. Anyway. <laughs> you all need to change that term. Uh -huh, go ahead. Yeah, mm. so master in the sense of mastering. Got it. Not just master slave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so I finished my college, I think that was uh, 2005, mm -hmm. and then the job market was now open. Right. So I would apply for jobs, and I would get interviews, and uh, the panel would ask me, so are you a lawyer or are you an accountant? Hmm. You're confusing people already. Okay. So I told them, I'm a lawyer who is an accountant. <laughs> they felt threatened. I don't have to be in, you know, in either box. Wow. You actually said that to these people? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. How yes. did they respond? Well, it, well, well, I never got called back. <laughs> <laughs> because they were looking for somebody who would fit in a box. A box. What they used to see. Without seeing. feeling like you've hung a part of you somewhere. Interesting. Know? Oh, okay. Interesting. You know? Very interesting. So it, was, so it was from a good place. It was from a bad place. How can I be... That's just from an uncreative place. I guess... Okay. Continue. Yeah, so... So basically, the lot, the CPA was not working out right now. <laughs> <laughs> this thing was... Yeah, because the employers either wanted accountants or lawyers. Not <laughs> it's both. so funny. Not both. Yeah, we live in a... Yeah, we come from a world where things were mm -hmm. fit into this box. Yes. Please. Yes. Right? If you've got a bit of a round edge... That's not an advantage. Yeah. That is so crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, go ahead. Would, let, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If you now are, since you have your own firm and all this other stuff, uh, if somebody came with the same, I guess, credentials, how would you respond? I'll be very excited. Mm, okay. Because I, I, I'll be able to see outright the potential. Totally. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So now you're going through this rejection process. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound so... <laughs> <laughs> Right? Anyway, mm. yeah, but guess what? Mm. An opportunity actually came up. Surfaced. Uh -huh. Yes, an mm -hmm. opportunity surfaced. As they tend to do. And I joined um, Kenya Insurance Corporation okay. as, as a management trainee. Okay. This was back in 2006. <coughs> nice, stable, long-standing yes. franchise. It's business. A, it's, when I say franchise, I mean, yes, I use that in the American context, meaning okay. just a brand. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, for the first two years of my employment, I was actually in the finance department. Wow, yes. look at you. Yes. How, how did you, that's exciting. Okay. However, mm. I was in the finance department, but my role was so tailored in, in a way that I was actually doing uh, legal work in a finance department. I love it. Okay, so it's working out now, right? Yes. So I was in charge of compliance because every organization must comply mm -hmm. with its legal framework. Mm -hmm. So anything to do with compliance for that organization, I was in charge, you're in charge of that. As a management trainee? As a manager. No, of course I concluded. The management training program was very interesting okay. because we had to touch every department. Okay. So you went to legal yeah. for a bit, you went to corporate affairs, you went to finance, you went to the reinsurance department. So mm. there was some sort of rotation mm. for a year. And then mm. thereafter, you're now posted to a department. Okay. So it was very. I was very excited to see how um, my competence was, was you know, off. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I could, I could be. I didn't have to be either. I just had a role. That's great. Which was making use of yes. my twin competence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Then yes. what? And then an opportunity um, 
came up. So you're there for two years? Or? No, no, I was in that organization for six years. For six years, okay. Yes. Two years was in the finance department, okay. and four years in the legal the department. Legal. Okay. So I crossed over now to proper, proper legal. Mm. And I realized that I was actually, the, the, the experience in the finance department completely enriched the kind of legal service yeah. I would give the organization. Nice. Because you're giving them a solution well knowing Contextual. what the context is. Yeah. So there's a bit of, yes, the legal, let's go by what the book says. But also, the in our practices. situation, this is, this is what we want to achieve. Yeah, so we can translate. So how do we do it? Nice. While remaining strategy. compliant. Got it. Yeah. So that's where the strategy comes in, right? Yes. Legal strategy, and you said the third thing was social. The three prongs too of how you mm -hmm. define your mm -hmm. value proposition. Yes. Okay, so now I see how. Okay, all right. Um, now, you, now you get. Now you're starting to. Now, to I get see. It. I see. That there's a method to the madness here. It's not just. Because a lot of times people can just say things that sound cool, but I'm always like, it's not just style, where's the substance? Give me some substance here. This is great. So, um, all right, so six years at this point, mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then what happened? What and then I got restless. Uh -huh. It's because you've, you've done all the leases you can do. You've done all the agreements you can do. Right. You've done all the employment matters you can do. And you suddenly see them come back and repeat yes. themselves. So it's it's like it's a cycle now. Right. It's you're like okay, I'll see this coming. Conveyor belt. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's exciting in the beginning, then yes. it gets. Uh. Yes. And uh, so then it was time to move. Okay. So I moved. I joined another organization. Mm. Still, uh, as a manager in the legal department, mm. but doing something new, okay. something new. Yeah. So I moved from an, an organization which had um, about 120 employees mm -hmm. to an organization that had 4,500 employees. Wow, okay. So obviously this was different. Very different. Volumes. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Much. Relationships. I mean, 120 yes. people, you know everybody by face at yes. least. Three names, yeah. even their children. Yes. <laughs> right. So you, you see, that's, yeah. I mean, that's like moving from a... Uh, a startup to, I mean, not a startup, startup classically, mm -hmm. but in terms of the numbers of people, right, um, mm -hmm. to a really established yes. enterprise, right? Yes. Yes. So, wow, okay, so why did you, so you made the move because obviously things were drying up in terms of interest and excitement. New experiences, New experiences and they needed to grow. So, are you comfortable naming the company? Yeah, Postal Corporation of Kenya. Postal? Yes. Kenya Posta? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what was that like? <laughs> Just <laughs> It was a shock. <laughs> I bet. Yes. Like everyone is old. So. But a good shock. It was <laughs> a me, good shock. To me, I always, I always mm -hmm. when I think when I think about that organization, mm -hmm. which is not true, mm -hmm. but I just think like everybody's ancient mm -hmm. in that organization. Mm -hmm. How accurate is that assessment? <laughs> not accurate. <laughs> But some, not somewhat. There are aspects, obviously, because, <laughs> I mean, postal services are as old as old. As the country, right? You know? Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so what was the shock? The shock, first of all, there was a culture shock mm -hmm. in terms of the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You drowned. I was in that organization for three years. And I, sometimes I believe I used to see a new face every, every day. day. Yeah. 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 New face every day. But it was a very good um, opportunity for me to see how you can scale an operation. Mm, mm. Because my legal department in my previous workplace was not... Five people? 
uh, actually three. Mm, there you go. And we moved to about a, a team of 15. In the in At the postal corporation. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. And there was a lot of work. There was a lot of work. And you may look at postal corporation from outside and you think it's an ancient right. an ancient organization. Right, right. But believe me, when you step inside, it's a whole lot in of terms work. of processes, in terms of policies, they have it to the T. They have it because I mean, it's it's a it's it's a it's virtue of the industry they're in, or is it because they're the type of organization that I mean what's the is it just because that's how you operate a postal service? I, because a postal service has got to do has a lot to do with scheduling, right? Or logistics. Know, logistics. Right. Right. I right. think that order is necessary for their survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, one would think, right? Just again from the outside looking in, mm -hmm. that they should have crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's, and now mm -hmm. it's running on train tracks. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is the what are the moving parts now? Because you've been doing this for so long as a mm -hmm. postal service, mm -hmm. what's changing? To require now more legal, blah, blah, blah. but they but but they the landscape is changing. The economy can't. I love changing. this. Tell me, talk yeah. about this. When I did my MBA, in uh, so you did an MBA. Yes, I did an MBA. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are leaving nothing to chance. <laughs> you are like, oh. <laughs> uh huh. Because I knew eventually I want to exit. Mm -hmm. The, the formal employment mm -hmm. and get into... So you knew that? When did you I know knew that? that. Uh, even before I joined employment, I knew I knew that, that I wanted to run a business. Okay, so you yes. have this entrepreneurial yes. spirit. Yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I did, I mean, all of us did. I did some small businesses. Story for another day. Right. Yes, before uh, joining campus, after campus. Right. So it's 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 a it's a passion. It's some, I like to create things and see how they move along. Okay. So I knew I would eventually come back to it, mm -hmm. not necessarily a legal practice. Okay. But a business nonetheless. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> where are we? So now uh, the pressures at the postal. Changing mm -hmm. landscape. What, what's what's mm -hmm. that? If you could just kind of see, sum that up, that would be the, interesting. The, the postal the postal corporation's uh, business is traditional. Right. I mean letters. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from lawyers. I When's the last time you got a lawyer? You're a lawyer, so you got a, so we send you got a bunch of them. <laughs> but we don't send them through the post. You send them through messengers. Yeah. Okay. Courier, courier service. services. Yes. Okay. So courier service. So that is the traditional business. So even when I was going in, I was very curious to see exactly you know what goes on right. because letters and success cards and this is a businesses of Kitambo. it doesn't Kitambo. exist anymore exactly right. but i was very surprised to go in there and find that that their back you know their their backbone is actually financial services hey okay yes hmm. you see this is an organization that has networks across the whole country exactly. that touch Every single corner. every single day, right. those networks touch mm. because articles are being transported from somewhere to somewhere mm -hmm. across the country. Mm -hmm. You know, to the to the remotest village, you will find a, a post office. That's amazing, yeah. Their yes. reach is insane. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what do financial services uh, providers want to do? Make they money. want access. <laughs> <laughs> they want access. Yes. How do you define that? They want to access, they want their services to be taken up by... Yeah, penetration. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, Postal Corporation was in a very strategic ah, uh, place. To be a partner. To be a partner to the banks. Got it. You know, 
Okay, so there are infrastructure plays. Yes, to even businesses for the last mile delivery. Right. Because you don't want to reinvent the wheel. There's totally. already an organization, yeah. it's established, it has a route. Let's do it. Things will move whether or not yours is part of the, you know, So they had a B2B business bigger than B2C for sure, because B2C was, ex was disappearing. Yes, yes. So they were actually evolving. They were evolving? Uh, okay. Were they, how were they evolving on the B2B side? Were they adopting new services, or not adopting, but pro offering? Were, yes. they, were they innovating out of, you know, customers were asking for stuff, or pros prospective customers, or did they have an innovative mindset internally? Or what was the dynamic? There was no innovative mindset internally, but they were forced to innovate. Got it. Because the market pool. either they innovate or they die. Got it. Okay, it was yes. survival instinct yes. kicking in. Yes. All right. Because now you're moving from analog to digital. Right. How do we how do we survive? Mm, mm, mm. And so, I mean, you have to look at <clears throat> um, postal services across the globe. And right. I All realized, of them. yes. Yeah. So when I was when I was researching for my uh, thesis, mm. I realized that all postal corporations around the world were actually going through the same the thing. same issues. Interesting. The same issues. Mm -hmm. Yes. But yeah. Korea is here to stay. Right. Because this Korea is here to stuff stay. still needs to get moved. Stuff, stuff still needs to get moved. Just not letters, but so, other stuff. So this, I mean, and I, I guess we can't, we, we got to circle back into mm -hmm. the conversation we want to have around how people should think about legal services mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But this is so interesting, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, net of it is, if I was to ask you, do you see this postal... I would call it almost like a business infrastructure. Do you see room for more stuff to happen on top of that? Right? Absolutely. On, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They should be the e-commerce platform for everybody. Yes. yes. It should be the trusted e-commerce platform because it's been there, it's done successfully over the years. It's a giant. I love it. Okay, cool. All right, so let's... So mm -hmm. how many years there? Three. Three years? Yes. Okay. And then yes. the bug... So eventually, I had a very short stint yeah. at uh, Uchumi. Okay. Yes. Are they still around? There's one in Gong Road, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Nakuma. You know, this, <laughs> the organization is not a store. <laughs> right. I know that, but I'm just saying, like, you, you have to have a store for the organization to exist. Appendage must function. I know. So you held there for how long? About nine months. And what was that like? It was a roller coaster ride. Okay, <laughs> going up or down? <laughs> up, down, sideways, water splashing. <laughs> All of those fun ones, right? You yeah. don't know if you're upside down Walking or whatever. Walking fire, everything. Wow. Everything. Okay. And and, and when which years what which years were these? Or which uh, year this was just uh, 20, 2016. Oh wow, very recently. Yeah, very recently. <clears throat> it's twenty sixteen. <clears throat> uh, you recall um, Dr. Julius Kipengetich had been hired to be the CEO mm -hmm. and therefore he formed a dream team. Mm -hmm. So I was very privileged to be on that dream team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dream to restructure team. this thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. How did that and how did that play out? Very, 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 very well. Be honest. <laughs> very well. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Which we also I'm being honest. Define well. <laughs> very well in the sense that it exposed me to ninety percent of what can go wrong in an organization? <laughs> I love the way you put that. 
you should be, I think your politics in your future. You set us up so good. Like, wow, okay. What can go wrong? Yeah. Okay. What can go wrong and what can go right? Okay. So 90% of what can go wrong or go right? Yes. Wait a minute. All of you it can... was packed in the nine months that I was Right. Was so which nine... Okay, so let me ask you this, just to be for clarity's yes. sake. This 90%, is it the wrong or is it the wrong and the right combined? Mostly the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us. I, I know it's... Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you learned from that experience? You know, just... Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are some of the takeaways you had? My biggest takeaways from my tenure at Uchumi, corporate governance, mm-hmm. corporate governance. Mm. We were not responsible for whatever failures um, the organization had gone through, but we were responsible for trying to write them. And therefore you learn a very big lesson mm. that if you, if you do not get your corporate governance right... From the jump, from the beginning? Oh. It will take a very long, 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 long time to fix the failures. And sometimes you may not succeed. Mm-hmm. You may not succeed. Mm-hmm. So, and for the layperson, define corporate governance, mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. and how it's structured. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? So, what is corporate governance? It is how an organization holds itself accountable to its shareholders. Mm-hmm. How do you control the organization while remaining accountable to the owners of the business? So it has everything to do with how do we do what we, what we do? Mm-hmm. How do we do what we do? Mm-hmm. Okay? So you're running um, a supermarket chain, chain of supermarket. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you need goods in the shops, you need uh, to restock when they're out. You, you have credit lines with suppliers, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You have uh, credit lines with the banks, right. you know. So all these things are happening. It's like a wheel and mm-hmm. it has to be very well oiled. Mm-hmm. And if anybody drops the ball, then everything, everything will crumble. But that sounds so, much more like operations no, 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 no. than governance. The difference between operations and governance is that governance has the accountability element. Okay. 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 So what structures are these mm-hmm. that we have put in place mm. to ensure that whatever business it is that we are running, can we call it wealth, for lack of a better word? word? Mm-hmm. How are we safeguarding the wealth? Okay, so, 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 so make, it, mm-hmm. make it kind of like more tangible. And mm-hmm. I know you've talked about... Mm-hmm. The operational side. Mm-hmm. How does that? Because you have managers mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are responsible to their managers who mm-hmm. rolls up to the mm-hmm. CEO, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's accountability within mm-hmm. the organizational mm-hmm. framework. But it doesn't end there. It has an it has a beginning and an end. So it starts with the shareholders. You have a business. Okay, I, I, you I, own a business. Mm-hmm. You are the shareholders. You have put in your money, but you're not running the business. Mm-hmm. So. You, 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 you get a management, okay, to run the business. Mm-hmm. So you cannot every day check how, how so is the finance a, manager board, doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is the HR doing? How is uh, audit doing? Mm-hmm. So you have a board, which is a smaller oversight. oversight. So Entity. there's a reporting mechanism between the board and the shareholders, and there's a reporting mechanism between management and, and the board. board. Right. And management also, they have their own small 
because not, yes. so you have a core team right. and the core team also has people based. so there's a hierarchy there's a hierarchy yeah. and and information has to flow all the way to the board so that when you're sitting in that boardroom your finger is on the pulse of the business so let me ask you a question yes so what did uchumi not do <laughs> <laughs> what what was the problem mm-hmm. Because there's still ongoing investigations, and there's still uh-huh. sanctions on on members of, of the Uchumi board prior to uh, Dr. Kim Getich's tenure, I'm not at liberty to share. To, yes, yeah. to share. The, I guess that high level, there was yes. an existing board before you guys. Yes. And the, yes. It, it sounds like that board didn't do its job. Mm-hmm. Is that what Let me saying? not say the board didn't do its job. Uh-huh. Let me say the corporate governance structure failed. Because had it worked... Had it worked, then everybody would have been accountable and everybody would have done what they ought to do based on what the policy says you do. The right. people in, uh, so it's a, it's a, in procurement would have done what they ought to do. The people in finance would have done what they ought to have done. Right. So you people know? are running their own businesses. And the board the would have... Re- re- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm, just, I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> wow, okay. So that's, that. that actually is a great mm-hmm. segue to now delve into... You know, just what we want to talk about today, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you're you're a law you're a lawyer. You support businesses of mm-hmm. all sizes, I think. Yes. I don't know. So maybe all sizes. okay. So so mm-hmm. why don't we start with this? Tell us a little bit about your firm, mm-hmm. what you guys do. We started by mm-hmm. talking about your kind mm-hmm. of value proposition. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about your firm, right? Mm-hmm. Who you guys are, mm-hmm. and, and and all that, and then we can mm-hmm. dive into what you guys do mm-hmm. and how to think about legal services and stuff. So we set up Lumalas Achin and Kavere in 2016. I, lo- I like the way it is lack advocates. Yes, because Lumalas Achin and Kavere is a mouthful. Right. So the L stands for la- Lumalas, the A stands for Achin. I think we got that. The K stands for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got that first. You should be a teacher, by the way. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. So 2001? Okay, right after yes, the Uchumi. Right after, yes. Okay. Yes. Did you guys know each other before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Lumalas was a personal friend. Mm-hmm. My roommate mm-hmm. in campus mm-hmm. was 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 Lumalas' um, classmate in high school. That's how I met Lumalas. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Acheng was mm-hmm. my classmate in campus. Okay. Yes. So you had this, you know. And Acheng and Lumalas were colleagues at Mohammed Modai and company advocates. Ah, good friend. Mr. So it's a whole, it's a, it's a web. It's a web, yeah. Yes. Nairobi is so, so small. Very small. And I love Very it that small. way in some senses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, you guys, what was the, what was the light bulb moment? Like you were, you were, you were hanging on to a thread <laughs> having two million, like, man, <laughs> this is crazy. No, 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 no. <laughs> we actually started conversations <clears throat> around uh, setting up black advocates way back in 2013. Okay. 2013. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's the classic startup story. Right. You know, because you, you have to plan. Right. So from 2013, we knew that we want to set up a farm. Mm. And so we had to, we had milestones that we had to achieve. Well, we had, had milestones? To, yes. Wow, you guys are seriously yes. organized. I love it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we had to set aside funds, mm-hmm. uh, scout for an office, get staff, so that by the time we are exiting formal employment, we are not starting from scratch. Yeah. We already have... You know, an right. entity that is 
you know, right. existing mm-hmm. and operating at the minimal level. So that we just come in and we, you know, right. bring our presence on board. Right. And, you know, no, and get going. Right. Yeah. So how did that work out? How did that play out? Did it? I mean, obviously, plans are one thing. Execution becomes another thing altogether. What was the variance it, between it, it, your expectations it, and reality? Uh, well, I, I think it's a continuous uh, journey. Okay. Entrepreneurship is a continuous. You can't say. Of course. We are there. Right. Of course not. But, but I'm just saying. But we we have to be very clear on what the mission is, and okay. I guess that is what informed the kind of uh, partners right. that were coming together. Okay. We, we didn't believe in duplicating uh, competences. Mm-hmm. So you will find that Lumalas heads the dispute resolution and litigation department. Mm. So dispute resolution is very wide. People, people imagine that dispute resolution is, is just about suing somebody and going to court, you know, and having a judge you mm. know, make a determination. No. Mm. Sometimes you can uh, mediate a dispute right. where the parties actually... Sit across, uh, the, table, sit across the table, negotiate, they, yes, settle out of court and all that. And they come up with the, an agreement on how they're going how, to... Often, how often does that happen if you're just to kind of be in your experience? Mm-hmm. Very often. Versus going to court. Because Very going to often. court sucks. Yeah. Very often. Yeah. Like I told you, um, we provide solutions. You know, we don't, mm. do, we don't just do what the client says uh, we should do. You know, mm. when the client walks in and they have an issue, mm. there's a dispute. Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody has breached a contract. Right. It's somebody has not paid. Um, has not paid your money. Mm-hmm. We don't just jump and say yes. Let's do. Let's. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Mm-hmm. We first understand what is the issue. What how what is the genesis of the issue? Mm-hmm. And what it, what what does our client really really want? You mm-hmm. understand? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you have a surface issue. Right. And but deep inside you have some interests that you you want to take care of. Mm-hmm. So we unmask. So that we are really giving you the solution the that solution. you need. Got it. So yes. it's not just a presenting symptom. Yes, we have to get to some serious what is the problem. To diagnosis, to yes. kind of uh, yeah, okay. So interesting. Not not one hundred percent of the disputes that walk through our door see the day of light in court. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. all of them. What percentage? I would Do, say. Yeah, what's it? What's it? Ratio. Uh, maybe eighty percent make it to court. That's a high percentage. Twenty percent, we are able to to mediate. Which is a better, which is a better outcome for your for the firm. business? Yeah, we make money either way. Right, yeah. but in terms mm-hmm. of, it seems like just a layperson mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. going to court is a lot of work. Of course, you guys are paid by the hour or whatever, mm-hmm. but it just seems like man, it's 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 a it's a hassle, right? Mm-hmm. You see, if you you cannot force um, an agreement on parties. You cannot force parties to reconcile and meet their obligations. So you guys so don't think are, about it from an optimization. There's no optimization play between those two scenarios. Unfortunately, it's not within our hands 100%. But, but I'm asking, but, um, is yes. there like a better outcome potentially? Like, And I'm thinking about it from mm-hmm. a very business standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Efficiency is better for a business. Mm-hmm. But in the legal practice, maybe mm-hmm. lack of efficiency is great. Because mm-hmm. it's a, <laughs> you I don't know, right? I'm trying to understand if uh-huh. there are between those two things, just very simplistically, mm-hmm. is there one that's a preferred outcome? Of course, it's contextual, but mm-hmm. at the boilerplate level, mm-hmm. this is much more efficient, or not, that doesn't even come What up. I would say is um, alternative dispute uh, resolution 
uh, methods. Mm. Like I have mentioned only mediation. Mm. There's mediation, there's conciliation, there's arbitration. Mm. What they achieve, first of all, is they salvage the relationship between the parties. Very important. Because there's a, you, you have a decent conversation across the table. Okay. And it's very private. Mm. Nobody knows what mm. we're discussing in here, in the, mm. you know, in the boardroom. Mm. Nobody knows. Mm. But court is open. So, 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 so court, basically, the gloves are off. Yes. We're going for it. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then in court, unless the parties consent, you know, they reach a consent which is then recorded and adopted as an, as, as an order of the court, there's a win-lose. You understand? Right. One party wins, goes home happy, the other party loses. Mm. But mm. when it comes to <clears throat> mediation, for example, it's a win-win. Mm. Because you, 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 you win, agree. You agree. You concede. Mm. Of your own free will, mm. not because the court has told you to do so. Mm -hmm. So it's it's nice. Okay. It's, it's but but only twenty percent in your experience make make go down that path, mm -hmm. which seems just mm -hmm. given the benefits you've talked mm -hmm. about, seems like mm -hmm. a very paltry, not And and I attribute that to the fact that mediation is. Um, can I say that we we are late adopters of these alternative dispute resolution methods? In we as in whom? We as Kenyans. Okay. Yes. So, for instance, 10 years ago, if you talked about mediation, the buzz was not there as much as it is right now. Right now, we have many trained professional mediators. Mm. You know, so, so it's an emerging, it's, it's an emerging area of practice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Okay. I like things. This is insightful mm -hmm. because now maybe people who didn't know about this, mm -hmm. you know, they have a context in terms of how mm -hmm. to think about that. Mm -hmm. And why do you think we were late to the party? I, I don't know. I don't know why we were late to the party. Mm. I, I don't know. We tend to be late for a few things. <laughs> maybe that's what we do. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> okay, and so, <clears throat> so how has it changed the legal landscape, this new evolution? It, it means that when you're going to your lawyers, you're not just going to get... You know the traditional, you know, representation. Okay. But you're actually going to your lawyer to get a wholesome solution to whatever your issue is, and it cuts across mm. from family issues. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, uh, whether it's parties who are divorcing and they need to, you know, talk about their properties or the children. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. whether it's. Um, business owners who are going their separate ways, mm -hmm. whether it's succession matters and mm -hmm. someone has died and there's a clamor for his, you know, assets. But all these things have been mm -hmm. happening even mm -hmm. before, right? So what, mm -hmm. were, what was the judicial solution? What was happening? The court was making determinations. Oh, so it was all yeah. going to the court. So yeah. I guess we've kind of created... And a, maybe a, I should a, mention that mm -hmm. now we actually have a court annexed mediation practice ongoing in the sense that if a dispute is before a judge or a magistrate and the magistrate feels that it, it is better resolved by mediation as opposed to you know tried in court mm -hmm. then they recommend and parties actually asked to first of all go and attempt mediation okay and if it fails then you will come back and the judge will make a I like that. that's really yeah. a humanistic almost so socially conscious yes but it emerged out of just backlog. <laughs> well, you know, because people don't do things. People <laughs> don't do things actually because it's going to help humanity. In, in, in really? We don't do that. It's institutions. Mm -hmm. Institutions, yeah, like, yo, man, you are going to line up, stay lining up. Although I got to say, mm -hmm. 
Um, I've been I've been pleasantly surprised by some of these uh, uh maybe I don't want to use KRA because they're after your money, so they they'll, they'll make sure they talk to you quickly. Um, there've been responsive experiences from a customer service standpoint that have surprised me. I'll just suffice mm-hmm. it to say that mm-hmm. uh, because I always thought like, oh my god, people just treat you know one uh, inchy like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. like a anyway like a third cousin or something like that. But anyway, so so this is interesting. So maybe it emerged out of the backlog in courts, and but I think it's a very conscious mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. All, all in all. Right. Yes, so I was still on the L. L. My goodness, now we have a chain. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> so a chain has been a convincing practitioner. Wow, that's a mouthful. For 13 years. Convincing practitioner, what does that mean? It sounds like a, a factory job. So <laughs> <laughs> Convince. <laughs> Airport trolley, I don't Actually, know. Yeah, it's true to convey. Right. So convincing is, is sale of property. Okay. Sale and purchase okay. of property. Mm. So she's in real estate? Yes. Essentially? Yes. Okay. So that's a whole, that's a whole uh, service offering that mm. we give you when mm. you walk through our door. Mm. So she's done real estate, she's done developments, you know, she's done project financing for those developments. She has uh, represented banks in um, syndicated loan agreements, in securities, you know, mm. preparing the charges. So that's that's a whole department that she runs. Mm. So now I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm even getting pissed. I brought you the podcast because I'm like, we just want you guys for ourselves. Because as we build companies, <laughs> we will be going down all these paths. Yes. yes. Fintech, yes. real estate. I mean, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. But now you, all these listeners will be coming to you and keep you busy. So we'll Please be, come. <laughs> we'll be on the outside looking in. That's amazing. So you have a, uh, wow, you have this, uh, this is, that's very impressive. Um, all the way from just real estate to finance and that whole kind of... Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And you find uh, the, 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 the 2019 Kenyan mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. wants to own property, even if it's just a plot. Mm-hmm. They want to own property, right. but they want to ensure that they are, they are getting good title. So that's where we come. That's a big one. Jesus. Yes. I know a bunch of people. I mean, that's the stories. People almost, you know, every other person has been burned by a title yes. situation. Yes. How bad is that scenario right now in terms of the record keeping and mm-hmm. duplication? How messed up mm-hmm. is our I think with the, with, the, with the coming on of uh, e-citizen mm-hmm. and we are trying to digitize the records and we are trying to, you know, just create efficiencies around land transactions in terms of uh, how fast can you search. Mm-hmm. How fast can you transfer a property? How fast can you pay for the, you know, the taxes yeah. and yeah. everything? I think they are creating efficiencies in the market, and I think it's it's a good thing. So it's talk about this. Thing. So talk about this mm-hmm. search. Mm-hmm. Can you now search? For, what can you search for right now in terms of land, whatever? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's still at the stage of implementation. Okay. So you will have some modules that have already achieved a hundred percent implementation, and others haven't. Right. Okay. So you may be able to search for a title, say an RLA in Nairobi. So let me not go, go into the te- technicalities because the land regime in Kenya was just recently consolidated in, I think, 2012. Okay. Before that, we had all sorts of titles. Uh, RLA, RTA, GLA, all these are acts of parliament okay. under which land was registered. So now we, at least we have consolidated to the Land Act, 
and it's 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 getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. Okay. I think uh, probably a time will come when you'll probably be able to do it yourself. Do what? A search for a type? Do what? Do you search and you actually transfer? Right. And pay right. on uh, a portal. Yeah, and I think you know? uh, the blockchain will probably have some significant element of making that trustworthy, right? Because digital, you can always still, in a yeah. sense, corrupt mm -hmm. and access that. But anyway, um, so that's cool. So, and then yeah. K, so, you. K, myself. Okay, what do you do? So I'm the commercial uh, department okay. uh, head mm -hmm. at the farm. So commercial is uh, the business arm. Mm -hmm. you know? Any sort of business support that an entity requires individual or whatever mm -hmm. individual or entity from registering a company from registra registration to compliance to governance mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. to the uh, sort of agreements that um, you want to enter into with your business partners or to in the intellectual property company secretarial the whole so everything to do with business essentially business. right yes we are yeah. your business partner got it okay yes so let's let's talk a little bit about that. So because that now becomes <clears throat> quite pertinent in terms of our audience. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things now? You've talked about, you've already talked about governance being a problem mm -hmm. or was a problem in your experience. So, mm -hmm. what are some of the uh, mistakes, uh, uh, assumptions that people make when they are starting a company, mm -hmm. um, or even just in general in the business mm -hmm. world? Mm -hmm. So um, maybe I will not call them problems. What I should say is there are certain things that um, founders of businesses have to be very clear about when you're starting your, your business. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll keep it very simple. Um, entity. What is the vehicle that you're going to market with? So you have a product or you have a service or you have whatever it is that you want to do. Mm -hmm. How do you, what is the vehicle that you're going to use to go to the market? <coughs> How do you decide, let's form a partnership? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or let's register an NGO? Mm -hmm. Or let's register a limited liability company? Because mm -hmm. they're all obviously different, right? Yes. And yes. So, so... So that is the conversation mm. that every business owner needs to have with their lawyer so that you don't get it wrong from the get-go. So how often do you think people get it wrong? Very many times. We've had times when... when um, Customers come to us and they want to convert. I formed a sole proprietorship. I want to, now I want to change it to a limited liability company. You know, we are in a partnership. How do we do this? Then you have to seize the business and then you have to convert and start again. How, 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 how much of a hassle is that typically? I mean, it depends on the context maybe, but I mean, changing your structure. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'll tell you this. When you form um, a partnership, that partnership gets uh, its own identity. So you have you have a pin for that organization and there's a history. So there are transactions that the business will will undertake and there's a, there's a record for that and there's a pin. So when you reach the middle and you realize it's not working for you and you want to convert, what I'm trying to say is that it's messy. It's messy. It's messy. So just get it right from the, from the beginning. From the Sometimes it's difficult to get it right because, <clears throat> well, Maybe I should ask this as a question. Mm -hmm. In what, I mean, a, a high percentage of the time, should you be able to think through what you're trying to do and arrive at the right answer? Or are there situations where 
you know, things can change in flight, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? But I guess what the, the net of it is maybe 90% of the time you can predict with good level yes. of certainty what yes. you should set up, yes. right? Yes. And, 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 and then in that case, most people end up not doing that type of thinking through? Or what, what's the percentage? Like, what do you think? From the <sighs> 10 entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. right? Um, how many of them actually have that conversation with somebody who can advise I'll them? tell you what used to happen. Somebody will walk in and they'll say, we want to, we want to register a company. Okay? Okay. So then you'll just ask them, okay, so these are the, this is a checklist. Give me a name, I'll conduct a search. You know, who are the shareholders? You're just a clerk, basically. Yeah, send me the pins, or send me the photos, send me, mm. you get. Mm. But, but then they'll come back and they will say, um, we want to remove this person. Mm -hmm. Or I have left this organization, I had made a contribution, they are refusing to refund it. How do I go about it? So then you start some understanding that the failure is actually the kind of entity that they registered. So that's where you start knowing uh, what problems what problems are these. Right, right. Then that informs we as lawyers during the next um, client brief taking mm, mm. the kind of questions that we need to ask mm. the client so that we know exactly what they, the, they have to tell us their why so that we can tell them the how or right. the what. Got it. You understand? Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Awesome. So always seek advice when you're about to set up your entity, right? Um, from people who know what they're talking about. So the question then becomes, how do you pick representation? How do you pick a legal counsel? How do you pick a law firm? I think the best, uh, well, <laughs> I guess that is personal. You can't say lack advocate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, no, this is objectively speaking, right? Like if, you know, how, how would you evaluate this law firm, you know, works for me? I mean, some of them obviously are, Probably start off people's ranges and so on and so forth. But, you know, I mean, how do I know, like, who to go for, right? Mm -hmm. Who to work with? I think referrals. Referrals work best. Mm. So people with a track record, right? You no, know, what I mean is, mm. if you're a business uh, owner, mm -hmm. and, oh, sorry, you, you want to start a business, and you want to set up an entity, I'm sure you, you, you work within, you, you're in a network, you know, mm. whom have the people in your network used mm -hmm. and what has been their experience, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, there are some farms that stand out, obviously, that people know. I, I think it's a very difficult question. How do you choose, how do you choose a law firm? Okay, let me, let me put it this yes. way. Mm -hmm. Are there, can you pick a wrong law firm? Right? In, in terms not just, yeah, mm -hmm. how can you pick a wrong law, law firm to represent you? You, you, can, you, you can go to, say, a, a farm that specializes in um, running down matters. Insurance, running down matters. Insurance. <laughs> insurance Explain. claims. Okay. Like you've been knocked by a car and you okay. need to... Ambulance chasers, basically. That's derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying the same thing. But just, no, 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 no. no. So what your, your, say... your politics in your future, you know, I swear <laughs> to God. No, what I'm trying to say is... Um, Farms have different specialization. Okay. okay. So you gotta look so at the specialization. So you have to find your fit. Right. You have to find your fit. Do you I think? Do, do you, I, don't, I don't see why you should go to a farm that specializes in um, family law. 
and you and, and you want to you want them to handhold you for your startup. But let me ask you a question then. Yes. Do do you see uh, a problem, or is is there a problem where firms want to be everything to everybody? Is that mm. a thing? Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Of course it is because at the end of the day, you're trying to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, yeah. that's so now that's why yeah. a, a consumer is like, yeah. yo, how do I know? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I know your competitors? Mm-hmm. I guess that's why you say mm-hmm. it's referrals, right? It's mm-hmm. probably best referral yeah. based. Yeah. Outside referral based, what what else can can one do? How can I evaluate a law firm? I mean, visit the website if they have one. If they have one. See what they're saying about themselves. See what people are saying about the farm. Right. You know. Right. Go to the Law Society of Kenya. Find out do they have disciplinary issues or not? Okay. You know. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Disciplinary issues. How how okay, Jesus Christ. That 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 sounds like a lot of work. Um so we've kind of covered, you know, uh you've talked a little bit of some story mm-hmm. about governance. Mm-hmm. Give us a story of, of maybe a, a startup where things um that you think would be a, a lessons learned kind of situation mm-hmm. here where mm-hmm. maybe people didn't set up the right structure or <coughs> maybe people just to give us a sense of you know how important it is to engage a law a law firm early and some stuff like that. Um, yes, I have encountered a startup that um, was in the financial services sector, <clears throat> and what they wanted to do was um, they wanted to set up a trading platform mm-hmm. for forex. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the same time, they wanted to. Uh, to undertake a fund management um, business, mm-hmm. you know, fund management, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you take money and money from the public, it into and you know, trade with it, right. invest, right. and then give a return right. to like a hedge uh, fund or like a, yeah, money yes, manager essentially. Yeah. Right, yes, in a sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, they wanted to do uh, real estate. Jesus Christ! But. Yeah. Okay, in one business? Yes, 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 in one business. They had probably maybe 10 very, very good and solid business ideas. You know? How many were they? 10 people? <clears throat> maybe a group of about 17 or 18. Jesus, yes. this sounds like a problem. <laughs> no, it's not a problem. <laughs> it can be done. It can be done. Okay, so what happened? But anyway... I can't wait for this. So... So what they did is this, they had a very good idea and they were ready to go to market and they went to market. Mm. You understand? Mm. They went to market and they, and, and they had a fund. You understand? They mm. already had a portfolio of people's investments mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that they were running. Mm. Um, and so by the time they were contacting a lawyer... They had not contacted a lawyer no, for this point? No, they had not. No, they had not. Why? Was one of them a what? How? I'm it stunned. happens. You know, entrepreneurs are a different breed. They when they have an a idea, they just say. They want to <laughs> <laughs> so what yes. happened? Okay, so so wow. So by the time they were coming, they were already in a very dicey position because you see, there are some sectors which are regulated. Right. So you need to understand what is the legal framework. Right that governs the, your area of operation so that you can seek the relevant licenses and the relevant approvals this is so from basic, the regulator. Bro. So... How old were these people? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this just sounds like so... Okay. Yes. 
So what happened? So it was very tricky mm. because then we now had to handhold and make the relevant applications. And obviously they were in trouble with the regulator because they had already... So the platform ought, was burning. You basically. ought not to start without a license. So obviously if you're going to report yourself to the regulator, the regulator will ask you to stop operations wow. until you, get this you regulate your, your position. Right. Meanwhile, you have the members of the public... Waiting for their money. Waiting for their money, saying, oh, now we have seen... Um, we, we have seen a statement that has been issued by the regulator. <laughs> and so we want our money. We don't want to wait until you have a license. They're banging at your door. And, and, and it can be a mess. So, and that is why I said, see your lawyer first. This is a great example. Yes. And so, wow. And so, just to give you some context, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, so, approaching, it's, it's never that simple, right? Like, there's always this negotiation you have with yourself. When should I see a lawyer? Should I see, like, I'm just registering? There's always this kind of negotiation somebody has. I guess best practice for you, suggestion-wise, is, you know, from the, when, when, like, from, from the, the get-go. From the get-go. Get like I was saying, that first you have to know what entity, what entity suits the kind of operation that you want to set up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. Because... If, if you're, <clears throat> is it a social enterprise? Mm -hmm. So then we can give you the options of, are you going to set up a trust? Mm -hmm. Are you going to set up a non-governmental organization? And we will take you through what are the pros, what are the cons? Right, right. What is the regulatory framework? What are, what are the reporting requirements? You but, know, but, but what are the do's, what are the don'ts? So here's the other thing why it's mm -hmm. intimidating also to approach law firms, mm -hmm. because you're always thinking, man, the f they're, they're, they're just sizing my, how much I'm going to pay. Like, Mm -hmm. They're not willing to be consultative with me in the beginning, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I just want to kick the can down the road. Because I'm just thinking, I just want somebody to actually talk to me first, mm -hmm. understand my situation, mm -hmm. and then let's figure, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and that's been my, mm -hmm. that was my experience with you. And mm -hmm. that to me, you've been a godsend in that sense, because mm -hmm. we can talk strategy. Mm -hmm. um, and you were like, yeah, look, uh, let's kind of spend some time figuring stuff out before we even talked about fees and anything like that. And every, I had been talking to a bunch of different situations. Um, and maybe to be fair, I didn't have a lot of clarity in terms of, you know, initially we we're trying to set up something else. Mm -hmm. But the point I'm getting at is mm -hmm. having, having that initial conversation where somebody can feel comfortable. Yes that you're hearing me and you're not seeing dollar signs or mm -hmm. shilling signs, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. when you see me walk through the door, mm -hmm. makes people, it's, it's very um, comforting and makes mm -hmm. people open up and makes everything easier. So let me ask you this. What, what is the current state of how law firms position themselves? Kind of just the legal market. Is it dollar signs when people walk through the door? <clears throat> is that changing? Has it been like that? You know, what's the evolution See, in the, uh, in the legal uh, space right now? I can't speak for everyone because I believe they have, everybody has their mission, vision, and I mean, this, I can't even count the number of farms, you know, that we have. There's a ton. This, yes. The law business is massive here. Yes. Yes. And so everybody has to do what they need to do. But do you, I, I guess in general, do you mm -hmm. see an evolution? What, 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 let me ask you, what kind of evolution do you see in the, in the, in the legal practices mm -hmm. in general? I'll speak about our farm. I'll speak about Lack Advocates. Maybe it's representative. No, listen, listen, listen. Maybe it's no, representative. No, don't do that. Because, because the, people, uh -huh. the people want to... 
to the extent you can, because I know these are your mm -hmm. peers. <laughs> you don't want to throw another. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, let's talk about it at a very objective, high mm -hmm. level. I mean, you're seeing pressure from innovation. Mm -hmm. Templates are kind of starting to take some of it. Mm -hmm. what, what's happening? We have to ride the wave. What What's a wave, though? Digitization. Okay. We have to just ride it. And what effect is it having on the legal practices? Are people getting caught off guard? What's happening? Give us a sense. Um, I mean, the early adopters will obviously do better than, than the laggards, you know? I'm, uh, and what's your sense of where, where that is right now? Do you have a sense at uh, all? Yes. Uh, there's an emergence of some uh, platforms for lawyers, mm -hmm. you know, that are tailor-made for the legal practice. Mm -hmm. And I think we are at that stage where we are now just turning the page. Mm. We have not turned it completely because it's it's complex. The mm -hmm. legal uh, profession is, is so wide. Right. Right. It's so wide. So it's from many gray areas. It is impossible way. to have all these offerings in you know on a platform right. Right. where we can avail right. to ourselves. Nothing is not everything is cookie cutter or yes. Right. Yes. But there is some but there are some areas where we are able to create you know those efficiencies. Templatized approaches. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. And so Wow, so, so that's an evolution for sure underway, yeah. right? Yeah. And how, what effect is it having on how people, how law firms now position themselves or how they engage customers, you know, because it's not business as usual anymore, right? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, um, the customer does not know the law. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. The customer wants a service. And the customer wants the service not in 10 days, or in a hundred days, they want it now. Mm -hmm. So the task is upon us as farm owners. How do we make sure that the efficiency is created within our operations in, in a way that we are able to charm, you know, the turnaround time to almost near, you know, instant. This is an instant, <laughs> instant generation. So, 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 mm -hmm. so you, there's a generational shift in expectation of mm -hmm. turnaround time. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's impacting yes. what people expect. Yes. Come on, yes. give me answers. Yes. And and sometimes you you, 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 you you just you meet an investor, you're you're a business owner, and the investor is only around for three days. You don't need me to tell you that yes, we will review the agreements in, in, in ten days mm. or in seven days. Mm. So it means that we mm. ourselves internally we have to to, to have those tools. To respond, know? to be responsive. Yes, yes. It, it, wow, this is interesting. So mm -hmm. Maybe a gen, maybe ten years ago, mm -hmm. the, the responsiveness was slower, or there was no. I, I'm trying to get a sense of mm -hmm. how it does it. Like when, how was it different before? Right? Were people just like, um, eh. what was the attitude of the law firm when it came to turnaround time, something like that, for example? What I can say is I can only speak about this generally. Um, for instance, now we have there was a time where we used to have. Law books, you know, the, when, when a decision is rendered in a matter in, in our Kenyan courts, they document it and, they, and, and it's consolidated into uh, law reports and their volumes. So you can find all the 20, uh, say, 1998 matters, 1978 matters wow. you get. So we moved from an era where we used to have hard copy volumes of that and now at the click of a button, I can search. Mm. You know, mm. on Kenya Law, KenyaLaw.org, mm. mm. I can search and, and, and see a decision that was rendered 2018 January. You understand? Mm. So I think it's not 
uh, farm centered. Oh, yes. The ecosystem centered. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I guess we're almost done here with, with our awesome conversation. I, I think you've given some very interesting, at least one key insight. Mm -hmm. You know, talk to a lawyer before you do anything, right? Yes. Uh, finding the right lawyer is also very, very important, mm -hmm. right? And I don't feel like there's enough, at least you've given some ways that people can go about triaging that situation, mm -hmm. which, is, which is super helpful, I think. For if you're asking me to summarize, yeah. be clear about the entity be clear about the entity or what you're trying to set up yes okay because but, that's, but, but mm -hmm. clarity comes after the conversation don't be clear about what you're trying to accomplish or your your why because you talked about the why before see i'm speaking from a perspective where you want to start the business right uh, your audience is startups right. so I'm, I'm giving you my thoughts right. okay. in, that, in that context okay so how do you get clarity on the entity that you want to establish speak to your lawyer Okay. Secondly, the right lawyer. Yes. Black advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll plug it in for you. <laughs> Secondly, um, what is the relationship between you and your co-founders? Mm -hmm. Very important. Any, wow. You know, mm. leave the social relationship, but mm. the legal the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. if we are setting up a company, for example, and we are shareholders, are we equal shareholders? What what is the criteria to determine who gets more shares than the other? Wow, yeah. Okay, you gotta have that conversation. You have to have, it. and Big you one. have to have it before the money comes. For sure, before you do even work starts. Yes. And so, what about um, uh, this? Is a very important thing, right? Um, that's what I'm looking for. When uh, I'll remember, but just keep you talking. Remember. Yeah. Yes. So, what sort of constitutive documents do we have to have in place which say what what should be done in the event of this okay mm -hmm. so you have to provide for profit sharing mm -hmm. um, loaning the business you know you loaning the business your money how do you and the, what are the terms of that mm -hmm. I want to leave you're not just we're just not getting along. I want to leave. How do I do that? What what what? How should I get compensated at the point of exit? What if I die? Mm. What happens? Mm. You know. Mm -hmm. So, for companies, we prepare for them what we call mm. shareholder agreements, mm. which try to anticipate all these scenarios, so that it makes it easy. If something comes up, we simply go to the good book mm. and see what our shareholder agreement says that we need to do. Mm -hmm. And we do it. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, I'm, I'm looking for the word here, but it's slipping my mind right now. Um, you know, when people set up a company, and mm -hmm. we've got to kind of mm -hmm. shut down now, but mm -hmm. there's so much good meaty stuff we can mm -hmm. talk about. You know, people kind of vesting, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we set up a company and everybody's vested right away as soon as mm -hmm. the thing is registered. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, not a good practice because mm -hmm. vesting, meaning in terms of my, my ownership of the company, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm becomes 50% right away, 50% is a bad number, but becomes mm -hmm. fully vested, mm -hmm. like I own now right off the bat from mm -hmm. when we registered. While in startups, it's really best practice to have a vesting period. What I have realized is we have, uh, the practice is, is quite different. Our clients who are from, uh, say, the US, mm -hmm. and I've handled um, vesting agreements about, you know, a few vesting agreements and 
you're right. In Kenya, your shares are vested on the day you set up. Exactly. But it that's that's not our law actually provides for a different uh, scenario. Mm. But sometimes I think I suspect when your lawyer is speaking to you and asking you, you probably do not understand, and that is why you'll find most lawyers will say. Um, how many shares? 20 shares. Paid up on each share? 20. So the shares are fully paid up. Mm-hmm. Understand? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and this is nominal capital. What is even nominal capital? Right. Yeah. Understand? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So these are technical, these are technical terms that I feel uh, startups don't take the time to understand. But let me ask what you. It, what it means. Let me ask you a question. So, yes. Do we have enough legal proof? Professionals who understand these dynamics because it's not traditional to mm-hmm. our market, right? Mm-hmm. It is not traditional to our market. It is there in the law. But it's not practiced that the much. The practice, yes, it's not practiced that much. The only instances where I have seen um, a vesting structure is, is, is uh, sh- employee share, share options. Resource. okay. Yes. Right. What about founders? Very, very, very few. Very, very few that but it's, it should counted. be a best practice, right? I it should mean, be a good practice, yeah. yes. If yeah. you stay the long haul, it should then count for something. Right. If you stay only three months, then yeah. you should You can't be vested. Yes. Yeah, come on. Right. Yeah. That's actually, that's yeah. a Silicon Valley thing. Okay. So the entity, um, the relationship between the founders in terms of when do we do, what do we do, when I want to leave, when I want to um, loan money to the organization, um, I want to provide services to the organization. So, how will we go about that? Mm. You know, do I mm. get paid? Mm. Maybe I'm going to be in charge of the day-to-day operations, and you'll be sitting pretty elsewhere. Right. That how do I get? A lot. Com- yes. How do I get compensated? Mm-hmm. So sometimes people don't speak about those things. Yeah, they just. So like... you're there, you're sweating, and then when the profits come, hey, problems. We are fifty-fifty partners, so we take fifty-fifty. Right. But I have. Been Honestly, sweating. I've, yes. Yeah, I've given more. Yes. Blood, sweat, and tears. I've taken more risk. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I mean, mm-hmm. we're kind of over our time right now. Mm-hmm. Final parting shots, if you, you know, just things you want to kind of mention, mm-hmm. whatever's in your heart, mind. Yeah, yes, I was just uh, I was closing mm-hmm. from entity to the relationship mm-hmm. to funding. Mm-hmm. How are you funding? Mm-hmm. Because the kind of funding that you're going to obtain for your for your business will determine whatever obligations you're going to be under. Mm-hmm. So, business owners must be very careful to choose the kind of um, capital capital for the organization. Mm. So, if it, is it a venture? Do you understand what a venture capitalist wants? Mm-hmm. Was they are giving you their money? Right. Is it a grant? Because even grants sometimes have obligations, reporting okay. obligations. Is it a loan from the bank? Do you understand that you're charging property that in the event that you're not able to pay, you lose your property? Mm. So. Those are the conversations for startups um, with your lawyer. Right. Yes. And then uh, finally, uh, governance. How are you structuring? How are you going to structure your your organization? Are you going to have a board and the management and, and, and now the employees? So where we come in is not that we are interested in, but we want to, we want to make sure that this structure that you have put in place is going to be uh, respected. Mm-hmm. People are going to comply with it. So how do we do that? Then we draft through the policy documents. So you'll have your board will have its charter. If the board has committees, the committees will have their charters. They simply say, 
who can make a decision, how do we make this decision, mm-hmm. um, what are the channels to make this decision. Um, in, on the board itself as it is, do you want to have owners on that board? Or do you want to have any independent directors on that board? Do you want to have some owners also working? Right. You get so pick a good structure, executive, non-executive, independent, you know, and then do you have an, indi- an independent oversight? Usually an independent oversight is through an audit function, mm-hmm. which reports directly to the board. But then again, startups do not want to have these conversations because they feel too small. Mm-hmm. You're, maybe you're three and you're thinking, so <laughs> I don't need to, who's I don't the to... board? <laughs> who's the audit? Who's, who's management? <laughs> I, audit, yeah, audit is, a, to be fair, I think audit for startups might be a little bit, depending on where they are, but it's, it's heavy, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because you're just trying experimenting on some stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think at some point, mm-hmm. you need to be knowing mm-hmm. that I need to get my house mm-hmm. in order, right? Yes. So there's a water, you know, there's a waterfall drop they did or whatever it is. Listen, we're over our hour. I think you've given a lot of awesome insights and um, the audience will kind of really benefit from this. Um, but thank you so much for coming. I'll give you, have, uh, let you have you say, have you say the last word, even if it's thank you. That's good enough. <laughs> Like advocates. Like advocates. That's right. That's right. We close with that. Thanks for coming. That's awesome.